0: All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. Hello again, and welcome to Primitive Screwheads Talk Horror. I'm Screwhead Dan. And I'm Screwhead Andrew. And we are here once again to dissect this member and discuss horror movies. Today's horror movie is going to be the Technically 2020, however, and only got a wide release fairly recently, in 2023, uh, Children of the Corn, the newest movie in this surprisingly long-running series based on a 20-page Stephen King short story. And what's more, we are once again kicking off Reboot Ween. That's right. Every week in October, we are going to try and probably succeed, because I have faith in us to do a movie that is either a reboot, re-imaging, or just kind of resurrection of a dormant franchise. So we're starting off with Children of the Corn. Uh, this weekend, we're going to go ahead and try and see the new Saw movie. Uh, we will also go ahead and take the bullets and see the new Exorcist Believer movie as well. And then finally, what did we decide we were closing off with? Oh, fuck.
1: Wait, no, I thought we were closing off with Exorcist. Wait, fuck. What what are we? I don't remember what we're doing. Oh, um, Pet Cemetery. Uh, Pet Blood Cemetery. Lines, I think it's called Bloodlines. Yes.
0: Yeah. There we go. That's a, a
1: prequel, I think.
0: Oh, Wow. Half half Stephen King movies. Interesting.
1: You know, it's Stephen King is. Uh, if you're talking, I want to talk about franchises
0: that constantly get dropped and then reimagined. It's Stephen King. Yeah, hundred percent. Did I ever tell you my uncle looks exactly like Stephen King? Does he? Yes. He he. When he was younger, definitely. Now that he's much much older and just kind of older in general um but no he's uh he in his younger days he did look a lot like stephen king
1: oh could could you get a picture with him and make it make it look like you like you know you met stephen king i'll,
0: I'll, I'll try and see what i can do next time i meet up with him but yeah it's uh yeah it's pretty uncanny at some points so at some point in his life I'll, I'll try and see if i can get an older photo of him i can't believe we've been friends this long and i've never mentioned this <sighs>
1: um you know, but yeah actually honest question for you uh
0: do you think stephen king kind of looks like a monkey Do you see it? Look look a picture of Stephen King. I've never really had that thought in terms of, does Stephen King look like a monkey? I've always had this thought as a child
1: and as an adult. Every time I see a picture of him, when when I I read a book of his and I get to the back and there's a picture of him. Yeah. I have a very distinct memory of his picture in my
0: copy of um, Dreamcatcher where he looks like a monkey. Yeah. I'm trying to find, like, I I found one on Google that kind of reminds me of a smiling gorilla and I just sent it on over to you. I see. Yeah, see that, that that kinda does it. That kinda does it. And this is not to be immune to
1: Stephen King. This is just yeah. like a oh, we an observation. Love Stephen King. Yeah. I know, yeah, I I've, Stephen King's great. Thinking I like my i probably the only author I've read ever everything he's written. Uh yeah. but like I don't know. I think I think what it is I think he has a very large gap between his nose and his t- upper lip. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what makes me kind of think of it, you know. I feel like I don't remember there's a picture I have like of like a side profile of him. It just makes his 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 jaw look very pronounced. and mm-hmm. not pronounced, but like that whole kind of thing kind of pop out there and uh, i don't know i've always thought it looked very like ape or monkey like didn't he write the movie congo no that was um the guy did Michael michael like, park yeah 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 i gotcha catch gotcha. up now did you, can do a killer about about the monkey the movie day. i'm sorry has he done any killer monkeys i'm
0: trying to think uh he's done so much at some point honestly there's some f- books that he he doesn't even remember writing so oh yeah say i mean like probably all those cocaine books i mean you know yes uh kujo he doesn't even remember because he willingly admitted he was just like i was way too high on cocaine at the time i don't remember writing it at all which (laughs) uh thankfully is uh you know he's he's clean at this point but uh yeah anyway uh before we get into that andrew how the hell you doing you know
1: i'm i'm doing pretty great man i know it's been like a a month since we last did one of these uh Mm -hmm. in that time i was able to finish uh alien dark descent which i actually really enjoyed uh, I highly recommend it for anybody. I know that it a lot of people, the RTS kind of uh, game isn't like, you know, especially the Aliens movie games. It's kind of new other than LADP Extinction back in the day. But it was really good. And I think the lore, I think it cre- it kind of rewrites some lore to a degree. But I think in a way where they can both exist in the same canon. So I'm okay with it. Um, but I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a really fun time. Uh, but... And also, I think I posted this on our Instagram, but the Prey uh, Blu-ray is out now, and I just got my nice. Steelbook edition, uh, exclusive edition from uh, Best Buy, and I'm really excited for that. Uh, mm-hmm. But
0: Dan, how are you doing? I know you're on a trip. How's your trip? <coughs> yeah, it's all good. Sorry about that. Uh, one thing I do want to start off with, um, well, actually, no, we'll dive into it. Uh, yeah, no, I just got back from my honeymoon. We spent about uh, three weeks in Scandinavia going to London, uh, Copenhagen, uh, Helsingborg, which is right on the border between Denmark and Sweden. I got some family over there that I was able to see. And then we took a ferry up to Oslo, Norway. So we spent about three weeks, um, I think it was like 18 or 19 days total, going around there. Uh, one thing that I would not recommend is that we had an overnight layover on the flight back. We went from Oslo to JFK Airport in New York. That plane came in at about 11 p.m. and our um, departing flights was at about 6 a.m., so we just decided, fuck it, we don't want to get a hotel, we want to go back and forth with security, we're just going to go ahead and sleep in the terminal. Uh, so we did. That was a terrible idea because I definitely got sick, most likely from there, and I have been fighting off a cold pretty much the entire week. Thankfully, it's not COVID. Um, I've been taking a few tests just to make sure and I had one done just drive in fairly recently. Uh, but still, uh, I'm at the tail run right now where just kind of everything is draining out of my face and I am coughing a lot, so I apologize if this episode has a, quite a few coughs in it. Uh, that's, uh, that's New York's fault. That's what I'm saying. Wow, you say that New York is dirty? How dare you? Yeah, they would, they would say New York is dirty. Um, <clears throat> New York is currently flooding right now and I remember people were making lighthearted jokes about uh, how the rats are good swimmers so they'll be fine, but uh, <laughs> everything else in the subway, not so much. Uh-huh. I remember I was dating this one girl a while ago. Wait, was I dating her? No, I wasn't. It was just a friend of mine. Uh, but basically, um, I went to New York for a work deployment and I asked her, hey, do you want anything? And she said, get me a rat, uh, give me a shirt of Pizza Rat. Do you remember <gasps> that story? Rat. Oh, of course. Pizza Rat's great. Yeah, for those of you who don't know, it was a picture of a rat carrying around a gigantic slice of cheese pizza on the New York Subway. And Pizza Rats, wonderful. I think like wasn't like the Coney Island baseball team or the Staten Island baseball team was uh, changed the name to the Pizza Rats or something like that. It was wonderful. <laughs> Wait, did that happen? Yeah, uh, Pizza Rats baseball team. Yeah, Staten Island Pizza Rats. Oh uh, shit. Okay. Damn. I just, yeah. I just have a new favorite baseball team. Wait. Yeah. I'm. I'm gonna stand them. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna become the biggest fan of them. Okay, so the 2018 Staten Island Yankees, the New York Yankees, single-A affiliates, uh, saw an alternate hometown identity. The Pizza Rat's name was crowned a winner by fan voting, and the team ran the promotion during select 2018-2019 games. It was awesome, however, gone, but not forgotten. Oh, so they're no longer named the Pizza Rats. That's... That's, that's awesome. a tragedy. That's
1: <coughs> not, like, I think we need to have more fun names like that. Like yeah. the Red Sox and like, the Yankees. Like, like what, what
0: dumb names? like yeah i want pizza rats i want people to have more creative names a hundred percent yes i mean it's not like Staten island's reputation can get any worse so wow 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 it wow makes sense there fire and shots firing shots oh no this is this is like i'm I married to a new yorker like this is one thing where the new Staten island is the red-headed stepchild of all the new york boroughs it's just like manhattan is iconic Brooklyn is amazing queens is magnificent Staten island the Bronx is historical. <laughs> so wait, is Staten Island not part of Manhattan? Uh, no.
1: Wait, is, is it an <coughs> island? That, that yeah, makes sense. Staten Island's
0: its own borough.
1: Oh, Wait, is it an island or is
0: it what? I, a, okay. a
1: borough okay. is like a an area of living, but is an, is it its own actual yeah, it's a island? Yeah, section of the
0: town. So the New York, New York City has three. Let me, let me let me pull this up. I'm sorry, I'm a little bit out of it right now, and I'm from Chicago, so I want to make sure we don't piss off our New York listeners. Uh, double checking my stuff right here. Uh, yes, it is a borough. It is technically an island uh, right on the New Jersey border. And uh, yeah. Huh. Boom. Here we go. I'll send you a picture. Number five is Staten Island. There you go. Oh, right, well, yeah. Nice Manhattan, nice Bronx, Bronx, Queens, Brooklyn, and Staten Island.
1: Wow. Staten Island looks like the most island of all the
0: islands because the other ones seem definitely. like they're more like peninsulas. Staten Island actually looks like a legit island yeah wow but yeah everyone hates staten island and that's how it goes and i speaking understand of football, now, why speaking, speaking of football, of football uh mm-hmm. do you are, are you seeing all the news about taylor swift and how all the swifties are getting into football now i mean i i t, t- swift is like a force of nature and i you know <laughs> i i'm impressed i'm not gonna lie she has her own someone someone made a joke it was just like she has her own cultural gravitational field and i'm like i don't i don't doubt that i don't doubt that uh, I mean, I yeah, she's she'd president. She, yeah, she she's went. currently dating the um, tight end from the um, Kansas City Chiefs, I believe it is. And uh, so now Swifties, because there's this weird paranormal relationship with them, is uh, kind of really getting to football now. And it's kind of funny to watch and read. I mean, wait, are they actually? I, last I'd heard they were like, it was the theoretical dating. Are they actually dating? I believe they're actually actually dating at this point. But I'm mm. going to be honest, I do not care enough to confirm that.
1: <laughs> now, so what you're saying is we need to get T Swift to date somebody from the Alien cast, and then there'll yeah. be a lot of Alien fans out there. there and then you, you know, go. like, there you I, go. I, that's what I'm thinking, right? Like, we, we you know, we, we get we get her to date, uh, who's in an Alien movie, who's like roughly her age. Mm. Uh, eh, you know, Michael Fassbender's great regardless. Date Michael Fassbender. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get it? Like, I, he's probably Jake Jillen Hall's age, I imagine, right? And like, you know, she dated him, so that's like equivocal, you know?
0: Yeah. That could work. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, and, then, and, then, and then everyone will be like, wow, we need to revisit the Alien franchise. Maybe not the X-Men franchise, but the Alien franchise. I'm like, great.
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. That's the risk you run into. It's just like, ah, fuck, they got the wrong franchise. Oh, they, let's go to that down.
1: movie where he wanks off. What is that movie, Hunger?
0: Let's, let's watch that movie. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I know I know which one you're talking about. I don't remember the name, but yes. <laughs> really will really to <into> that one. <laughs> just like, fuck. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh, anyway, let's get into Children of the Corn. So... Yeah, um, I don't know where to start off with this one. Real quick, it is on Shudder. You can go ahead and watch it on Shudder if you would like to. Um, this is, I guess, another reboot, reimaging of the series. I, I, I honestly don't know if there's any other continuity with the rest of the series. You've seen more of these movies than I have. Do you have any insight onto that?
1: Yes. Yeah, so so there, there, most of them, most of, so I, I've seen all of them up for um, I, Genesis. Actually, it's the Genesis. The one I haven't seen. <coughs> um, mm-hmm. So, uh, I, most of them kind of, like, if they aren't exactly related to the first one, they at least kind of live in a universe where the first one can still exist. Uh, I think the second one and the third one, I believe, are, direct, are directly related to the, to the original first one. Um, but, yeah, this, this one isn't really. Um, there there was a remake in 2010, I want to say. I don't know if it's 2010, but it's a sci-fi movie. I actually love that movie. Um, but, uh, yeah, this this. is this, I think this is a reboot. I think this is like, when I first heard of this movie, I thought it was advertised as a prequel. It was supposed to be the fall of Gatlin and like how Mm -hmm. Gatlin got, um, you know, overcome by the kids. So like in in the first movie, we see um, uh, the kids, uh, Isaac and the kids basically uh, start to take over. Like you see them, I think they're in like a sweet shop or like a a malt shop. And that's, and they are like, we're gonna start killing the, the parents. And then it fast forward three years and that's where the events of the movie take place. And I thought that this movie, when I first kind of seen pictures in the advertisements, I thought this was a story of the fall of Gatlin and of these kids kind of killing all the the adults, which would have been kind of cool. It's not, so that's interesting. (laughs) Um, So I think, yeah, I think this is its own thing. I don't think it relates necessarily to anything else. Um, It's its own interpretation, I guess, of the original source material, but also not at all Mm -hmm. because it has nothing to do with the source material other than there is he who walks behind the rose.
0: Otherwise, nothing about this movie is related um, Mm -hmm. from what I can tell. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. So, do you want to? Because again, you're more familiar with this. So, I know this was based on a like Stephen King short story, which is, from what I understand, like twenty pages long. But, mm-hmm. well, what's the general idea behind the children, of the corn movies?
1: Uh, oh yeah. So, so the original the original short story is literally just about a a couple who are driving through Nebraska. I think it is or Kansas. I don't remember. And they come across a um, a town called Gatlin. And when they get there, uh, they're all, all basically, you know, like the plot. All the all the parents are dead, and the kids had killed them. And they basically, this couple finds this out. Uh, and they're, they're both killed by the, um, by the kids. Uh, and basically that's, that's what all the franchises did. The, move, the first movie, honestly, is not a great adaptation of it. It's kind of like, if you've got to like about The Shining, how The Shining is a great adaptation of the, of the novel. The first movie is not a good adaptation of the book, or of the short mm-hmm. story. Um, and they, they just take, take that idea and run. Uh, so it's a, uh, the first movie is, again, about a, a, gr- a couple who arrives in Gatlin, and the kids had killed all, all of the adults, but they also have some like friendly kids who aren't super into the killing of adults who were there. Um, and he walks behind the rows instead of just being kind of like a force. It's like a, you like see him like so. Basically, the other, all the movies involve some some aspect of killer kids. Um, the second, the second and third basically involve like the kids going out into like a, a different town. In the second one, I think, in the third one, they go into a city. So that's Urban Harvest, uh, mm. and that was actually pretty sick. Uh, but yeah, that's basically the entire plot. Like every children of the court movie, involves children killing adults. Usually, adults are the main characters. I will say that I think that. What is pretty unique about this one is that kids are the main characters, is that it's these kids on the cusp. I think in the second one, there were some kids on the cusp, and I think there were... Uh, also, I guess I mean, that's pretty common in some of the later ones. Um, but, yeah, that, that's basically the plot. Like, if you want to write a Children on the Corn movie, just write a story about usually religiously, kind of religiously, uh, what do you call it? Evangelist kind of kids mm-hmm. who,
0: for whatever reason, believe that the crop of the corn is telling them to kill people. Gotcha. Um, and like, do these kids have like psychic powers or anything like that? are they just sometimes Normal kids okay cool so uh, they sometimes the they do corn person
1: yeah you know it's a good question sometimes I think like the corn possesses people um, sometimes the kids I remember this one scene uh, from one of the movies where uh, they like pour corn seed into um, a uh, a girl's taking a bath and he pours the corn seed into it and it kills her like you know weird shit happens it's it, mm-hmm. it's like uh, it's like leprechaun he gets random power they get more powers happen throughout the series. Um, I think in, in one of them, actually, they do have the mold that's kind of featured in this, and they, it's kind of implied that it's, like, doing its own thing. Um, but the corn can like, kind of do its own thing. It can, it can wrap people up. It can, you know, fuck with them. Uh, the hallucinogenic effects in some of them, like, possession in some. It, it can do a lot of shit. Um, it's, I almost kind of think of the Hellraiser movies, where, like, the further it goes on, the more you kind of wonder what this thing actually is. Mm-hmm. Um, but He Walks Behind the Rose is always, is always some element, or at least mentioned in the movies from what I remember gotcha um,
0: but yeah all right cool all right well i guess we'll go into there then i mean my I, I really don't have too much exposure to this series i think the very first time i was actually exposed to it was the uh simpsons parody the bloodening um, <laughs> which is fantastic i i, I love the simpsons and i love that scene uh but basically yeah i i believe i saw the first children of the corn movie at some point in my life i honestly don't remember too much about it um, so this is pretty new to me, personally, in terms of this series. And, mm. I mean, for you, obviously, I think it's just because a, you're such a big Stephen King fan that you've seen everything that he's ever put out, um, including yeah. um, all episodes of Kingdom Hospital, correct? I have, yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I, I,
1: one, one summer, I think it was my sophomore year in college, I decided to uh, watch every movie in all the media based on what he had at that, up to that point in time. Uh, so I'd, I'd read every book, and i said, like, no now I'm going to do all this media, because uh, I, for some reason, have that drive sometimes. Uh, it was yeah. probably a vast—a like, lot of it was a mistake. Uh, but this is why I have a tolerance for bad movies. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there you go. After a while, it's just kind of like Stockholm syndrome with bad movies, so love it. Um, but yeah, no, we got that. Um, and this is uh, the newest one in on that front. Um, again, it I, I, from what I read online of the— Research that I did do on the series, it does seem like the production company, it's one of those cases like the Fantastic Four for the longest time where they just had to keep putting out movies in order to retain the rights. Um, this movie actually did come out in 2020. However, it was just one very, very small release in Sarasota, Florida. Um, like, I believe just one theater and that was it. And then it basically laid dormant and the production companies all until Shudder um, had the rights and they. Went ahead and they kind of acquired the distribution rights, and now it's available on Shutter. So yeah, this movie has been dormant for about three years, which is never a good sign. Uh, and as it comes out, Andrew, what did you think of Children of the Corn?
1: Uh, you know, I okay, I can't remember the other ones that well, but it's it's definitely one of the worst. Like
0: actually,
1: <laughs> I I remember there. Like, I feel like this is this is the thing, kind of like when we talked about with um, Jeepers Creepers, where I just feel like sequels when of to like these long running franchises even if they weren't very good there's still some kind of charm to them back in like the 80s and like the set in like the uh 90s and stuff that like makes it kind of okay something about like you know 13th sequels in modern day they just turn out really bad I i don't know i don't know why maybe it's there's that not that film grain to it or like i don't know it's maybe it's because you can see everything too clearly you're just like wow this is like an hd how bad this is uh but i i really did not enjoy this movie uh there were elements when it started out that i really liked
0: but i there's not really much for me to praise how about you yeah no this was a terrible movie um <laughs> i really didn't enjoy it at all the, the, the good things i can say that i enjoyed i think the main antagonist eden williams even though she kind of gave this. Um, Kate Moyer plays uh, the main antagonist, the creepy little girl, Eden Williams. I thought she did an all right job. She definitely kind of had the, oh, we have Bella Ramsey at home or discount Bella Ramsey kind of vibes. But I, I thought she did it a decent job. Um, the cinematography wasn't too bad either. Like there were some very good shots and perfectly well-framed shots. And I, I did like that. I thought it was fairly competent. Hmm. Yeah. I, I, and that was it. I, I, <laughs> that was pretty I, much it, honestly.
1: One thing that, that I that I do like to a degree is that like I don't know I I don't remember the short story that well um, and I can't remember in the first movie but I like that like like it's it's to like a comical sense but I like the idea that Gatlin is kind of like you know like a shitty place so it's mm-hmm. not just like because I feel like um, I don't know part of what I liked I guess part of what I think makes the original movie scary in this concept is it's the idea that these kids just kind of get evangelized by like by this spirit by this thing that's like yo go kill these parents. But in this movie, we kind of see that the kids are, like, you know, in a shitty situation. Like, a lot of the kids are like, yo, our parents are cheating on each other. This fucking sucks. Like, our par- my parents an asshole. beats the fuck out of me. Like, they have this crop that they, like, you know, just, like, bottled this shitty uh, fertilizer for and didn't read the product on it. And basically poisoned their own supply. And so, like, you know, they, they, they kind of made this idea that the, the adults kind of fucked everything up. And, again, it's to a crazy degree where the adults are just, like, you know, like, not real people and how big of assholes oh, yeah. they are and shit. Like, yeah, I, I, I like I how one
0: of the Shutterer reviews was basically just like, has any writer on this movie actually seen every human before? Because nobody talks like anywhere authentically.
1: Well, like so. the scene where, where the kids are like, what if we have? So, like, okay, so part so part of the plot of this movie is that um, what kicks off this movie is that they have this dying uh uh crop of corn. You know, show the corn. Cool. Uh, they, you know, they're big corn community and their crop is dying. And what's implied is that they basically, you know, they noticed that their crop wasn't doing great. and Instead of trying to like fix it they basically went and um bought a bunch of like additives and shit to mess with the law, the soil and stuff to try to make it better without really doing their research so they basically fucked themselves over and they have this conversation about how like hey you know the government basically said that if we don't produce corn uh they'll give us like a kickback like well you know we'll, they'll pay us not to produce corn which is i think i believe this is a real thing it's subsidizing the farms. oh yeah and like and they're like yeah that's what we're gonna do it i'm like hey, that's actually a pretty good solution look at that look and like the daughter, the main character in this movie, is like, "No, that's dumb. You know, fix the environment. We'll we'll can solve it ourselves." Well, she never really gives a reason for how they're gonna do that, which is stupid, because um, it made it hard to believe her. But anyway, the adults have a vote. And like, you know what? This is a good idea. Our crops dying. We're dying as a community. We'll take the subsidy, and you know, we can, we can kind of you know figure out what we're gonna do from there. And the kids, so all the adults vote for that, and the kids are like, "Don't we get a vote?" And like, it was such like a dumb moment because like, no, you don't. You fucking three years old, you don't get a vote. <laughs> like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, kids, do you plant, like, do you, like some of them probably do help plant the the uh, corn shit, but it was such, like, a weird argument for them to have about being like, mm-hmm. you know, like, um, and it was just, and like, and then when the the father of one of the kids basically says, like, I'm gonna beat the shit out of you when I get home in front of, like, the rest of the community, and they're mm-hmm. like, alright, alright, like, pretty, and then he, like, was like, yo, little girl, wanna fight? And you're like, alright, old man, redneck, that's, that's a little weird. Like, <laughs> her adoptive father is the preacher's right over there, who's also, like, the corn is dying because of our sin. Which you think the the children of the corn would <clears throat> love that shit, but they're like, nah, mm-hmm. nah. You're not. You're not yeah, our worst kind of actor in
0: the entire movie. That that fucking priest. Like, uh, <laughs> I I don't know what he was trying to do, but he was just, ugh. Yeah, it was pretty bad.
1: Yeah, he he was a weirdo. Uh, mm-hmm. But I, I don't. know, again, I like that. I like that. that. I liked that they tried to make a reason for why the kids. You know, you know, if you think about like cults and shit, and I think that some of the movies did this well. The idea that the cult is there to like push along, you know kind of play with what you're already kind of dealing with in life. So it's not just like, "Yo, kill your parents. Like I wasn't thinking about that earlier, but I guess now I will. It's more like, no, you fucking already hate your parents. Your parents, you think your parents are fucking things up. So when they're like, yeah, hey, why don't you kill them? You're like, y- you know, you could be right. I could see, I could see how that could be beneficial to me. So I like that they kind of had that in there. Um, mm-hmm.
0: But yeah. And, and I guess, I mean, I'm, I'm sure this is mostly similar for a lot of the movies, but um, yeah, this is set, <coughs> excuse me, in like rural Nebraska, Corn town. I mean, that's that's one big theme that they're pushing forward in this movie is just, like, this town is dying because everyone who... The, the young people are either going to college or getting a higher education. They're leaving the town for something bigger. Um, whereas the people who are there just aren't as profitable anymore and this town's slowly dying. So it's kind of a minor theme of rural divide versus, um, I guess, just future in general. <laughs> so... Um, hmm. yeah, and that is definitely, yeah, it, I, I agree, like, one thing they said is, like, okay, we're, go- this town, the past ways are going the way of the dinosaur, we have to pivot and adapt, so let's go ahead and take these government subsidies to grow, what was it they were growing? Wasn't it something else? I don't remember what they were growing. All they not told corn. us was just not corn. They were just like, don't grow corn. And like, okay. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. And I kind of Said it on that front. But yeah, um, yeah, basically that's how it goes, and definitely a uh yeah big theme in this one um Mm -hmm. but this movie definitely does revolve around a lot of the you know creepy little girl who you know slits pigs throats and pays in their blood in the middle of the corn patch and shit like that and it's just yeah it's it's pretty by the numbers honestly um Mm. yeah yeah, you're, you're hopping, into, hopping into the characters on this on this movie? Yeah, absolutely. So we Just got the... our main character, uh, um, Elena Camporis as Boylin Bo Williams, um, who is basically, I don't know where she's like, 16, 17, 18, something like that. So like, kind of still considered a kid by some people, but not really considered an adult by another people, which kind of bridges the gap. Um, the kids mm-hmm. kind of take a little bit of mercy on her because she's a little bit uh, not really fully considered an adult. But she is the one who kind of leaves um wait was she with the one that was leaving or was it the guy that was leaving
1: both account? so so she she was going to college so she got into college and her brother's pissed at her and the other guy was basically selling weed to make money to leave i guess was oh yeah their guy's deal that,
0: that was that was his that was his plan uh, yeah so he was trying to find his own way to kind of escape and you know kind of break this cycle at that point all right gotcha um but yeah now Bo is um again just kind of the caricature similar to uh insidious the red door the roommate situation in terms of she is just the classic liberal stereotype of you know oh the gmos are poisoning our food and there's so much weird dust in this air that we're breathing on in and we have to take action we have to make change that sort of thing so very um yeah very very forward thinking in that way um in terms of what she does
1: but it's weird because, like, like, again, it makes sense that, you know, if they're like, hey, you know, if you buy a bunch – if you – if, you know, if you if some guy drives by and, like, you know, this stuff will save your lawn and, you know, you put too much in. Like, you know, it's – it's if you buy too much fertilizer and put it in your lawn, it will, like, burn your lawn. It will fuck your lawn up. And, yeah. it could, and then, you know, that could be the situation. They, they bought this stuff or they didn't understand it. They put it down and fuck things up. But she never gives a solution. And that's what I found annoying about her character is that she's, mm-hmm. like – you know, she points out. She's, like, hey, there's mold on this shit and people are breeding this shit. In. It's, it can cause, like, you know, uh, it can cause – like you know, she see shit and stuff, which actually is a really cool setup for stuff happening in the movie, but it's never really used. Uh, <coughs> yeah. Other than her saying it at one point, which I think again, I think that does happen in one of the previous movies. But I wish we'd like seen her because like part of what she says is she's gonna go to college, learn about this shit, and come back and fix it. And you're like, okay, well that's, that's that is like a, at least a four year plan, man. Like, you know, like what is what is your reasoning for how you're gonna fix this now? And I think like she never gives us that, and that's what kind of mm-hmm. makes her character annoying. Is that she's more just like you guys are dumb, and you know, blames her, her father, who's like, I'm trying to like save the community by, by setting up the subsidy and like, you know, applying for this shit. He's like trying to make a solution with what they have. And she's almost, you know, she's almost in the same way as the uh, the farmers are in the sense that they're like, they're like, up until he says that, they're also trying to save the crop. They're trying to make the crop work. So she's kind of in the same boat as them. She's just coming at it from like, I can fix it, but you don't really know how, other than blaming them for trying to use GMOs, which again, GMOs are not a bad thing necessarily. It's just understanding what they are. Yeah. Uh, which is interesting. Like, even the preacher says that at one point. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. That that was. I didn't like her character for that because I feel like she also just watches a lot of weird. She watches the kids do so much like fucked up shit, and it's like it's a little fucked up. But okay, like the, the the walking the plank with the kid and shit. I'm like, yeah, bitch, you should go tell their parents. This is <laughs> this is insane. And then she when she sees them paying the blood on the on the roots of, from the pig, she's like. Okay, uh, can you go tell the adults to meet with me in, in the fucking city hall? Like, She's not like, hey, <laughs> this, this is not really cool. weird. All you
0: kids Yeah, but move- at the same time, too, I, I, I kind of got the sense, again, this is kind of a dying rural small town where everyone's got their own problems and the kids are kind of left to their own devices. So I, if they did do that, I'm assuming the parents just would not have given a shit at all about, yeah, whatever, these kids are outside, they're getting sun, whatever, I don't care. I've got to go get drinking done or some shit. I don't know, man.
1: I, when when and when when the only survivor of a massacre at a you know a youth uh, juvenile kind of uh, foster home is out there painting blood on the stalks of corn, I'd be like, mm, I don't know, man. Yeah, this seems a bit weird to me. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's, it's she just seems like it makes her just seem kind of dumb, especially like I don't know. There's one scene where she walks up. So they, they gas all the, all, the, all the parents and they put them in that pit and mm. they're burying them. And she comes up and it's like, oh my God, what's happening? It's like, bitch, you were there when they knocked <laughs> them out. You were, you, you like, what do you, what do you mean you're walking up so surprised as to what's happening? You were there. You were like, oh, you, you gassed these people. You just killed their boyfriend in front of her. And she's like, ah, oh, parents, why are you in this pit? What could possibly be happening? <laughs>
0: like, <sighs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess we'll back up a little bit. So basically that is the whole plot of the story. The kids are upset that they are basically destroying these crops to make way for new crops that are going to be subsidized. Um, the corn is being destroyed and therefore we can't have that. Um, the kids also do partner up. There is an actual being that live in the corn called he who walks, um, and throughout the entire movie like we don't see it until the very last third act and then it's just like oh yeah the kids are just being manipulated by a monster all along which i don't know about you but i was disappointed i was just like i i really wish they didn't show the monster at all and kind of kept it ambiguous because hmm. that cg was real bad i mean have you seen the original movie it's like it's pretty close <laughs> yeah I mean, but the original movie was made in the 80s so you know
1: yeah. they, they have but, that. yeah like well and I agree. Like, but I think like too. I think it would have been better. I would have. I would have been more okay with him coming out at the end, if again, if the kids had that. Because I think the thing the movie, other movies did well is like the other movies. You know, while well, this one, I, I you know, I, I like the fact that it shows how the kids could be vulnerable to this cult. I feel like the kids in that in the other movies felt like they were actually in the cult and they were part of it. Well, in this movie, it seems like Eden is like, you know, like she's the leader but she's not like charismatic she's not leading these kids through shit she's just kind of like a disgruntled little girl who has like who's like come on kids let's kill them as opposed to like you know the lord says we should kill these people which like i think yeah. you know it's it's a very different kind of feeling like she's just it makes actually it makes me really dislike eden as a the cult leader because she's just like kind of an annoying kid and like mm-hmm. it's not it's not you don't get the same like that you get from like isaac or i can't remember what the boy's name was in the second one it's not this kind of like religious fervor which again she could easily start out as the disgruntled kid what's going on but then when she meets he who walks behind the rose in the corn at one point it would be good if she came out of that and was like you know then changed because the other kids also don't really see he walks behind it's it's mostly um eden so the idea so the kids are just kind of followers and that's why you know we don't really fucking care when, when only Eden's the one to get got at the end because, like, you know, the other kids are quote unquote innocent. But, like, it's, I think the scary thing about it is when there is this religious fervor to it and not just, like, I don't know, kids being dicks. So I would have liked to see that the kids being dicks be the way for them to be, you know, vulnerable to He Walks Behind the Rose. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, like, in this movie, they just—they were just dicks. And, like, that's all they were just annoying kids. And it didn't, it made the kills not feel any interesting or anything because they were just, like, setting up gotcha moments. Like, yeah. You know, I don't know.
0: Yeah. And I, I mean, again, it's you're always going to run into this issue with kids and as antagonists and that sort of thing, too. But there were a couple of moments in this film where I was just like, really, you're not fighting back at all against these kids. This is this is what you're going to do. You're going to resign yourself to the fate. All right, whatever. That's fine. Whatever. Cool. OK, cool. <laughs> um, yeah.
1: yeah. When they first gather the adults and like a uh, bow and whatever the guy's name is just kind of walk in and like, all right, I guess we're just like hanging out here now i got that, yeah, that was weird and even Bo, fucking beau while her dad and mom are asleep ties their hands together with wire and is like it's okay dad don't worry we're just gonna have a conversation about your choices with the corn and you're like jesus fucking christ Bo! what the fuck's wrong with you yeah she's like i called an internet celebrity to come and embarrass you on the internet and you're like "Bo, what the fuck
0: mm-hmm.
1: like like what like what, like, who wrote this <laughs> I, yeah. I, I, mean, I, kind of, I kind of don't. I, the more I didn't think about how much I don't like Bo, but i already don't like Bo, wow.
0: Yeah, I, I just, this is, again, one of those movies where it's just like, do these people, have have they ever even talked to a, another human before? Um, but yeah, any any scenes that like kind of stuck out to you?
1: I mean, I'm trying to think. Uh, like, the opening scene was interesting. So like, the, the, you know, the movie opened with- Yeah, why don't you with, describe uh, it for us before we get yeah. into it? So yeah, so the scene opens. Um, so again, this doesn't take, take place in Gatlin, so there's no kind of like flashback to that. But this movie starts with um, a boy who is like coming out of a, basically the, uh, Eden's sitting out there when she's younger, playing with a doll or something. Uh, and a boy comes out of the corn and he has and he um, walks to Eden and says, "Hey, I'm sorry," uh, and then he says he's gonna go inside. So they, basically, they're they're at like a foster home for like disturbed youth, essentially. That's by a cornfield, I guess. I don't know. And it seems like there's just a bunch of kids and adults in there. There's not. It's not like a. <laughs> I don't know. Doesn't make like an actual lodging place, uh, but he basically goes there and somehow kills all the adults in, in the place. Uh, and then the government's reaction to that, or the, the sheriff and them, for some reason they have a bunch of well, they have a bunch of like a horse tranquilizer. I think is what it is. Mm-hmm. And they basically take a, uh, a hose from their horse tranquilizer truck <coughs> and drop it in there and just vent it, vent completely, just fucking gas the place. And I think the ho- the attempt is to pacify the kid. Um, mm-hmm. but it kills all the kids inside there. I think they said it kills 15 kids. Um, wild idea. Fucking insane. What would have done
0: Let's Let's <laughs> resolve this cast, like hostage situation by gassing everybody, and it'll knock out the... You know, it, it won't have any, any effect on developing kids. Yeah.
1: Yeah, well, and, and they say, like, oh, you know, for adults, it probably would have been fine, but for kids, it was a bad idea, which is why later on we see in the movie they, when the kids use it on the adults, that you know, didn't mm-hmm. kill them. But, like... I, don't, I thought that was like an interesting concept to like, because I thought again, I thought it was gonna be this idea like this kind of weird trauma that that started out and like how they, I thought it was something about you know burying what happened and like burying the idea that the corn had influenced this kid, but they didn't. It was just kind of like dropped in the background. Like again, like an interesting an interesting concept to see what they're gonna build on it, but then they don't they don't build anything with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so interesting at the beginning, I was curious to see where it's going, and then once I saw that it was what it was, it was I was kind of disappointed. Um, yeah, better. How about you? Any, any interesting standout moments?
0: Um, I don't know. and It's maybe because I haven't been buried alive, but I think the scene where, like, they were pushing the dirt into the pits of the adults, like, how quickly was that dirt moving on in? Because I'm assuming, like, they would have to push it in and then back up and then get some more dirt and then push it back in as well. And it's not like it's corn seed or anything like that. It's just loose dirt. I don't know. Maybe maybe this is my, oh, I'm such a tough guy moment, but I'm thinking to myself, that that wouldn't be too hard to pack and just kind of climb on top of.
1: Yeah, I was thinking the same thing uh, because, yeah, so this is a, you know, admittedly, it is like a probably 10 foot tall uh, pit. No, it might not 10, maybe 8 foot tall Mm -hmm. because, you know, nobody really did a good job getting out because there were a bunch of little kids in there earlier. We didn't see a ladder and shit. How did they not? How did they get out of that shit? (laughs) <laughs> uh, and none of the parents were like, hey, get on my shoulders and hop out. But I guess there are a bunch of kids around there, but maybe they could hit them. But I was I thinking the so, same yeah. thing. Like, I was thinking, because, like, it is a very big... It was not a small pit. Like, if it was small and contained and the dirt just fell in them, like, see maybe not to really get out of that. But there's a lot of room. And I feel like, yeah, I think, like, like you're kind of saying, like, you know, a ramp may or more or less have
0: kind of come out of there. And the okay. adults' hands weren't tied anymore. Um, yeah, they were completely free so. at that point. They weren't restrained at all. And the reason why I say that, and this is, I guess kind of want to bring this up at some point but like i grew up not in nebraska but i did grow up in rural illinois big corn community big farming community and i do remember like going through the corn fields and making my own little corn mazes with my brothers and i remember there was this big um nature preserve um project where they were like making some pathways and i remember big big tons of dirt mountains that we would always climb up and Probably got a bunch of diseases from it, but we were, you mm. know, 7, 8, that sort of thing. But I do remember distinctly, like, the, 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 the density of that dirt. And I'm thinking to myself, if that dropped on top of me, I probably could, like, pack it up a little bit to kind of move it out. But, again, maybe mm. that's my, ooh, I'm tough, tough guy, Damn. Well,
1: right especially here. with how many adults there were. Well, and the thing is, I, and I don't remember this, but... Uh, so, uh, well, first, first, I have a question for you. Did we ever fucking see Bo's mom's face in this movie? No, I don't think so. Because uh, when she meets the guy outside the house, she's her head's obscured by the door. When we see them wake up uh, in the bed, she's looked faced away from the father. When they're in the car, she is faced away, but like kind of against the father. And then when they are burying them alive, she is like crouched down on the ground, basically trying to die as quick as possible. Yes, I don't know. <laughs> uh, it's fucking insane that their mother is like not present in this movie. Like, did the actress not want to be seen? Like, I i'm like it felt so fucking weird that we never see the mother's face and i don't know if that was like a commentary if the actress just was like don't fucking see me is was it like did they not, <laughs> the did they not like, get i don't, don't want to play be her? in this
0: movie maybe it was like an extra situation like you know how like extras they can't say a single line of dialogue otherwise they're not considered an extra anymore um maybe I'm like maybe it was something like yo can't say the face and then we'll pay you less or some shit i don't know
1: it's just so fucking weird. Like literally, it seemed like they were intentionally trying to hide her. Oh wait, I found. So her name Ferris is. There's one face. The actress is named Erica Hinatz. She's an Australian model and actress. Um, okay, I don't know, but I can't. Weird. I- I'm. She was in George like, the I... Jungle too. She's George. See, she maybe she... maybe that's what it was. She, she didn't want it to be her her you know her claim to fame George the Jungle too <laughs> to uh you know take her down. But it, uh, it's so weird because she was never fucking seen. Like I swear to God, I could, I I, was, I didn't notice it at first because then I was like I was like oh why is she facing away in this movie? Why is she doing this? And then I was like oh it's, we've never seen her face and she fucking dies without us seeing her face because she's just crouched down in the dirt, like it, it's so weird. Um, but the point I'm trying to make is that so they dropped the dirt right and again. It was like a ten foot eight foot pit, but when they cut after to you know after the montage of them dropping dirt, their bodies. Are so high up in that pit
0: that their feet and their
1: hands are sticking out.
0: Yep. So what <laughs> and unless they, they stood make it? on their toes and put their hands above their head and were buried alive in that pit, yeah, no, that's never gonna happen. It's, it's like they filled in the pit and then had them lay down on top of it and put a little more dirt on top of
1: them. Because <laughs> like, if if you fucking bury these adults in there, you're not able to fucking see them, given how yeah. high that dirt was. Like, it's it's that they made it to the top and then gave up. They're like, I've almost made it. Ugh. Or like the kids <laughs> smacked them. Like, they got, you know, they made a me hit in the head with, like, a, a, a fucking shuffle and, like, died there. Uh, <coughs> because her, her father was one of them. Her father was there with this ring, and she was, like... No, the mother, actually. It was the mother's hand. Yeah. Right? The yeah, mother's and hand like, was Boat there. comes
0: on over and grabs the hand and just like, I'm so sorry I failed you, mother.
1: Uh, I'm sorry. Mom was crouched down at the
0: bottom of the fucking thing when we saw her. How did she... <laughs> maybe
1: she floated. She just, like, <laughs> floated up for mm-hmm. the turn. It's, like, it was fucking a wild editing and continuity there. Um,
0: yeah, absolutely insane. Um, yeah. And, like, this is one of those things... Like, just make it a corn silo. Like, feed is yeah. terrifying. Like, it is terrifying to be in a corn silo and just like, because it, it's basically liquid density at that point. Um, hmm. You cannot stand on top of a whole corn silo. Like, why not do that instead? But or like, I, just I make a smaller pit. Make I mean that too. Yeah, but even then, then you have the problem of just like, why don't you just climb out of the pit? So
1: well, okay, with a smaller pit, there's not there's not much room for you to kind of climb back and forth because should all come falling on top of you. You know, like. It was such a wide area. Like it was like, it was like an area. It was like the it was at least like ten foot wide, like ten foot by ten foot. I feel like there's mm-hmm. there's no way they're filling that place in fast. I mean, I don't know. Um, oh man, I love if you if you look at the children of the corn cast. So A lot of the actresses are, are listed as Eden's posse. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, uh, I, I will say, uh, what's his name? Calder. Calder's death was pretty cool. Not cool, but like surprising. It came out of fucking Which nowhere. what was that one? Uh, he he was the the weed grower. So like they're they're what in the police place, um, and they're like so all the adults are locked in the uh, locked in the jail cell. Again, how do, I don't know how the kids got them there. Yeah. Like, how did these kids handle these adults into there? Um, anyway, they, they're there, and um, uh, I think I think Calder's like eight, eight, eighteen. I think at this point, so he's like you know he's fair game. Possibly like edge of seventeen. Um, and I think, actually, I think he says 18 18th birthday is coming up soon, so maybe they, you know, that's why they pick him off. But uh, he's like, I'm going to go stop them. And he stand, he goes over, he like, starts walking to, like, you know, go towards the uh, the jail cell. And some kid hits him in the back, so he kind of falls back. And another kid smacks him in the face. I forget oh, what the Oh, yeah. And, like, rips his face off. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, which, again, I don't think maybe could have knocked him out, but he seems like he immediately died. Uh, I can't remember what he got hit with, but it, like, fucking destroyed his face. Uh, yeah, I remember, insane. like, looking at the face and, like, half of his face is gone or some shit like that, so... Yeah, yeah that, that that was crazy. Those, you know, the, good good job on those kids with their, uh-huh. the good swings. Uh, yeah, what about <laughs> the priest death as well? That was that yeah. was, that was weird. Like so, okay, so so with the priest, right? He's like, so
0: um, so a weird know, character af- in general. Like, were they, were they going for like he was secretly really really creepy the whole time?
1: Yeah. So they don't they never imply it. Like so yeah, because so he meet, he's told to go talk to Eden. Uh, you know, when he first meets her, And he's like, hey, you know, like. Look at that puzzle. You're doing upside down like a fucking idiot. What the hell? Uh, and he's like, You know, you can come live with me if you're good. He's like, Cool. And then that, that's how they meet. And then we don't see anything of them again until uh, the very end. And he's the one who, again, at, at the city council hall was like, Nah, guys, the reason the crop's is because you're all assholes and you're sinners and you fucked us over. Mm-hmm. Which you, know, you think the Cory did. Didn't, really didn't the priest adopt Eden?
0: Isn't that the he whole did. thing? After. Okay, gotcha.
1: Yeah, so he, he adopted her. That's the interaction we see with them. But then when they're in the, uh, the jail cell. He's like, he's talking to Ian and then he's like, hey, I've been good to you, I adopted you, like, you know, I've, I'm not, a, I'm, I'm not like, a bad dude, like, I agree with you guys with, like, you know, what's going on with the shit, like, why why you, you know, you let me out? And she's like, okay. But then she's like, but actually, you have sinned, Father, and they fucking cut his eyes out. Mm-hmm. And we don't know why. Like, it's not like,
0: did his it eyes was,
1: see something?
0: It, it, was, it was a shocking scene in terms of, like, oh, shit, we need to up the gore, so let's go ahead and remove these eyes and do, like, some quick prosthetic makeup on him. Yeah, just um, literally
1: put little like, prosthetic like eyeballs over his eyeballs, so they just pop out. Yes. And then they rip them out and like, the uh, the retina cords, or we call them, or just, like, these thick fucking, like, <laughs> finger length uh, things. I don't know. That was that was just dumb. Like, I, I wish they I don't know, maybe there was an implication that he was, like, in like, childborn or something, so they had to rip his eyes out for seeing them. It was, it's, it's weird if we don't know what he did. Like, is it just because he's a priest because like I, I do feel like a lot of the children of the core movies are kind of anti-religion uh which is like fine i mean it's a it's a fine it's about these movies are about evangelizing and how like people can be kind of like made to do things for religions so that's, that's a yeah. fine thing to have How that, quickly religion can turn into cult yeah yeah like, that, that's what part of it's about so like great that makes sense but it's not it's more just like now yeah, we're like you said we're just gonna kill him for no fucking reason um
0: I yeah, know, I, I think that was one of those that were just like, we have to put a gore shot in here somewhere. Let's go with that. Um, mm-hmm. I, I may have completely zoned out at this point then, but what was the priest's sin? Like Eden was just talking about, oh, even father, you've had sins as well. We, like we, what did you do know. wrong? What was, what was the thing? No, they don't tell us. Oh, I thought
1: I just zoned out. <laughs> no, no, they they do not tell us. They just say that. I I, I don't know. I, it's. I mean, Maybe I have to buy this movie on Blu-ray just to see if there's a the commentary. And they'll be like... <laughs> So what's happening here is the priest has actually been embezzling money from the government this entire time. And, uh,
0: yeah, I couldn't tell if they were like going for like creepy pedophile vibes with him or what. I the acting definitely seemed like in that way, um, but I don't know. It just it was a very weird character in general. I, it kind of felt like a oh shit, we have to figure out some way that Eden, you know, is still in this town. Who's going to raise her and take care of her? Oh, okay, the priest. Let's go with that. Then, bam. Um, but yeah, that's that. Yeah. It, 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 like, um, I, don't, I don't know, fucking know what their plan was. Yeah. Um, what did no, you? Was, uh, go I'm ahead.
1: Sorry. I say the, the other death. It's not. We don't even see a death. Uh, but so throughout the movie, um, in addition to Bo and Calder, what a great name. Uh, there is, there are two other kind of like older teens. Uh, these two girls, and at one point they just stop showing up. Like, okay, whatever. That's weird. But I will say when you see them later, it's fucking insane. Because uh, basically, I think. Bo gets like is getting chased like that and she like runs into a cornfield or into a, a a barn and you see these two women just like fucking like one of them has like a giant knife in her side and is like her arm's missing and she's hanging from the ceiling and the other one is like pushed into a corner with an axe in her head and like impaled and it's mm-hmm. fucking gross looking. Like not gross, but like, you know, it's, it's like it's like a it's a good job of these making these kind of mutilated bodies. Yeah. Um but you're I don't quite get what happened with them though, like did he walks behind do that? Because that doesn't seem like it's his MO. Uh, so did the kids do that? In which case, how did they get that girl up in the corner of the ceiling? Uh, you know, how did that happen? Um, because we, we see another person get like, sacrificed to he walks behind. And he basically just rips her, rips her out of a little contraption they put her in and take, takes her with him. Uh, and then rips her in half later anyway. So I don't know. Like, I assume his goal was to water the plants with the blood. And that was what he's going for. Uh, but it seemed like he did a bad job with those two, if that was his plan. Uh, but I thought, that was, I thought it was a nice... It was a cool-looking death outcome. I wish we'd kind of seen what happened there because uh, mm-hmm. it, it looks like kind of brutal and kind of like you know like a worthwhile kill to see. Uh, but that, that, that you know that was a notable moment in how surprising it was. And that, like I was kind of like oh shit, this movie could have been great if this was in it more. Um, but yeah, I, I, I like that moment. But what so mm-hmm. were we gonna say?
0: Yeah, no, I was just gonna ask. Uh, kind of going on into that then, what did you think of the whole third act of this movie? So basically, just to kind of sum up this movie. Um, at this point, first act, corn being subsidized, uh, or not corn's not being subsidized, so they kill the corn to go with this mystery new subsidized crop. Second act is the kids turn around and go, oh shit, we're going to go ahead and kill all the adults because they're destroying this town and we got to protect the corn because nothing really dies in the corn, which stupid fucking tagline, stupid, stupid, awful tagline. Um, yeah. But the third act is basically Bo, for most of the movie, is pretending to go along with Eden and everyone and then eventually she shows her true face and that's when the third act comes around which is basically the he who walks is finally revealed and they have their big monster moments but uh yeah what did you what did you think of the third act
1: I mean I thought it was dumb as fuck I mean yeah. again <laughs> other than other than that scene uh with those bodies when the kids fucking just cover her in um gasoline for some reason yeah like what the hell like cuz the plan was to feed him to he walks behind right but then they're mm-hmm. like, now we're going to burn you alive. And she's like, are you guys fucking idiots? Like, the corn is all dead and dry and shit. If you light me on fire, you're just going to burn the entire place down. And Which has like,
0: been something she's saying the entire movie. Like, that is something that's cropped up a lot. But, yeah. And they're, they're just like, oh. Yeah, I guess we won't do that. Jesus fucking Christ. Like, again, they're <laughs> kids.
1: But, like... Part I thought, like you know, about part of what the deal was. I think with He Walks Behind the other movies is that he kind of gave them knowledge. He was kind of like, you know, the kids were smarter or kind of more like mature than they should be because like He Walks Behind was influencing them, and they're <coughs> just fucking dumb kids. Like they're all just idiots. Uh, I don't know. Um, and the scene where they, they again, where they sacrifice the weird YouTuber or the Instagram model, whatever the fuck she is, to, uh, to He Walks Behind, it just felt dumb because again, we didn't even got to connect to that character. There wasn't any like anything that made us like her or made us hate her and want her to die she is brought in as an out-of-towner who we don't see come into town we just see her get sacrificed it's i don't know i think it's 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 like they didn't understand that in order to make anything have impact you need to stay with these characters or at least develop them slightly um -hmm. i don't know i and again you know that when we see who walks behind what she just runs she runs through the um the core until she finds uh, colder's car and then drives away that's basically the plot right that's that's the final act until uh eden yeah. finds her and eden's apparently also in the car
0: yeah that I was loved. just like okay does so she have psychic powers now too because like bo eventually distracts eden sets the place on fire no no no, that, that's later she that's gets it. in a car she drives through the cornfield like for a good minute or so and then all of a sudden bo is in the back seat and just like really bo teleports
1: Oh, like, like, what? What if she? What if he didn't? Like, what? What if the car hadn't like frozen or you know stalled, and she just fucking drove away? And he's yeah. like, gets up, is like, fuck. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, it's like, where the fuck are we? She's like, ah, oh, we're, we're we're in I don't know some other place in Nebraska, and they're like, ah, shit, uh, fuck, uh, all the kids are back there, and they don't know what to do, and he walked behind there, fuck, okay, uh, damn, like you know, it's like, it's like a. It's a really weird fucking move. I don't know. Um, it's also <coughs> weird the way they set this up. You know, this like the what's what's the what's the gun? What's Occam... No, not Occam's gun.
0: What's what's the name of the gun? Oh, it's like a cow puncher or something like that.
1: Yeah. Now, or, or, what's 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 the, the the screenwriting thing? If there's a gun, oh, Chekhov's mandible? gun, yeah, 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 yeah. Chekhov's gun. The Chekhov's gun of this movie is that it starts when they're trying to when they're trying to make a kid walk the plank. Which again, bring the walk the plank back. Have the dad walk the plank, and that's how he dies. That could've mm-hmm. been dramatic and cool. Anyway. Uh, and the kids are just fucking jump around smashing this car that's sitting out in the corn, and we find out that it's Calder's car, or it's Calder's grandmother's car. And they're like, and Bo even asks, like, "What the fuck are you doing in the grandmother's car out there?" He's like, "What do you know?" And she's like, "Are you smoking? Are you selling pot?" He's like, "Yeah." And she's like, "Okay." And it's like, Bo, but, but why was his car out there? If he's smelling, if he's growing weed somewhere, why is this fucking car out in the middle of the of the corn? Never explained, except for her to have a car at the end. That's that's literally the only thing about it. Yeah, like. It's like they set it up in the dumbest fucking way possible, just so they could drive away in it at the end, kind of, but not
0: really. Mm-hmm. So they could spread gasoline throughout
1: throughout the place. I guess. <laughs> um.
0: I guess so. Yeah. Um, but yeah. No. There's that. And then the he who walks. I, I I felt the way they kind of defeated he who walks is so dumb. Like it's it's literally. He who walks jumps on top of Bo. Beau. Bo's in the cornfield. He who walks is open in his mouth. Big scary creature. And then all of a sudden, there's just a sickle that happens to be right next to her, and she takes it and she stabs it. Which it's like it's this being made up of corn stalks. Like there's a lot of empty space in between it. I I guess a scythe would be the corn's natural weakness. Either that or I don't know pesticides or something like that. Um, but yeah, it's um, yeah, it's weird. Or gnats, gnats. That huh. that would have been cool. Like a whole Descending gnats on them.
1: I mean, what you're forgetting is that that wasn't a random sickle. That was the sickle that Calder threw into the, gr- the grass at the beginning of the movie.
0: Oh, that's poetry. That, that, he found, that's, he that's... found
1: it on the ground, and he's like, fuck this, and toss it into the corn. And that's gotcha. the one she finds later. Were you not paying attention to, no, to the, the careful 100%. setup of this movie? <laughs> and how Calder basically saves her life. Without, like Cal- that's, Calder is a plot device. They're like, how's that car going to get there? Calder. How did you get that weapon, <laughs> Calder? <laughs> there it's we all go. Calder's. Calder's a guardian angel, setting shit up everywhere he goes. Um, but yeah, yeah, that was dumb. Yeah, I thought the same thing. I'm like, what is this? Like, it, you know, it was like a skeleton made of fucking corn, and it yeah, it has a body. Like, I feel like in other, in other movies, we see he, he walks behind, and he's either like some weird giant puppet thing, he's some big dark shadow monster, he's possess- a possessed child. Um, he uses Vine shit to wrap around people, but you get the idea that it's not like that. There's, those aren't, like, him. Those are just, like, things he can do, you know? But, yeah, in this one, he is just, like... Leave, again, maybe that's just his, like... Maybe that's his avatar. Maybe, like, you know, he is a gesture just, just entity, but he's like, I guess I fucking need a body now. So he made mm-hmm. a body. He's like, yeah, this little girl needs, like, a body to talk to him. That's That's fine. Like, I don't know. It would have been cool if they made the body, like... If I don't know, maybe at first when the, when Eden meets um, when Eden meets he who walks behind she thinks it's that boy who died and she's like, oh, you know, he was into the corn so she thinks that he's been reincarnated in the corn that's why she's a friend with it and that's why she listens to it you know, that could be a way to develop that character she's like, oh, boy who said who apologized to me before he went and killed those people and was like, you know, seemingly like a some kind of close friend of mine uh, you know He's been reincarnated in the corn, and that's why I'm following him because, you know, they killed all the adults, kill all these kids and stuff, so, you know, we're going to get revenge together. And then she finds out, you know, that it's secretly some like, demonic force that's trying to, you know, lure her to it. That would be cool. That would be a fun way to do that. And that would make sense why he made an avatar to talk to her, because it's something to kind of, you know, a body, like a human body that she can kind of more relate to than just, I don't know, corn talking to her. That'd be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. But nope, it's a corn body that rips people off of from who are hanging in, in a uh, fucking barn and rips their corp is able to, with, has the strength in its corn husk body to rip a girl in half from her legs down to her head, but cannot overpower a girl on the ground <laughs> like, and just hold her arm away from stabbing it. Like, in crazy. Like, I mean, that's, that's, that's the power. of He walks behind. The uh, like gall of this movie calling itself Children of the Corn not even
0: like a fucking part 12 <laughs> or something just children of the corn <laughs> it's insane um gotcha and how right. about that last last saying the stinger at the very end
1: the singer so so we don't say like so uh the movie ends with um before the stinger, um uh eden and Bo are in the car and eden's like i'm gonna fucking kill the cattle prod because i like chigurr from uh no country for old men yeah let's go you're like sick what a great reference uh but she's like, I'm, "Can I have a smoke first? And she's like, "Oh, you want a smoke? Wait, I just realized though. She pulls out a cigarette, and they're implying that he smoked weed, but he, she mm-hmm. pulls out a cigarette anyway. Uh, so yeah, she that pulls was out weird cigarette. too because
0: it was like established that Bo really like liked cigarettes. It was just kind of like it. it kind of felt like Eden would be like, "I've never seen you with a cigarette in this entire movie."
1: Well, What's no, no Bo didn't here? like cigarettes. The cigarettes weren't the the cigarettes were Calders, but they say earlier that Calders they're smoking weed and shit. So, mm-hmm. why are there cigarettes and why aren't they joints? You know, continuity. Yeah, I guess that's So, true. yeah, but, but that, but um, Eden even says that. Eden's like, you don't fucking smoke. What the fuck are you talking about? She's like, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a bad habit. And you're like, yeah, just <laughs> like you're acting. Uh, but so they, they you know, they, they use the old classic push in thing, you know, for those of you who don't have, who've never had one of these, it's a cigarette lighter. You push it into the car and it uses the heat from the car's engine shit to heat up a metal coil. And the metal coil you then use to light a cigarette. Uh, and I played with that. I, 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 I got my family car next I was younger, and I didn't know what it was. I definitely burned myself on it. Um, oh, yeah. No, I did too. <laughs> she takes that out with her. And e- so she takes it out with her, and Eden's never like, Why aren't you lighting your cigarette? Because she never, she never does. Because, uh, you know, they, they don't want to promote smoking cigarettes for children. Uh, but she uses the little heating coil to light a leak in the car that the kids had caused. At the very first scene of the movie, the kids had beaten up the car and caused it to leak gasoline. Which I'm surprised it hasn't leaked completely because 'Cause it's been a couple days, mm-hmm. but basically she lights that gasoline, which then leads into the fire, into the corn, which lights the corn on fire, which makes he who walks behind real mad. <laughs> and like he comes out and is like, "Oh, I'm angry about this." And instead of trying to kill her, he's like, "Fine, I'll go back into the woods. Like, or into my, I guess I'll go walk into the burning fire even more, because I don't know. I guess self-preservation doesn't matter." Uh, and he takes it and Eden's like, "Fuck, I guess I got beaten too. I'll go into the corn with you, buddy." And they walk into the corn together as the corn lights on fire Um, so that's the end of the movie but then there's a stinger which Dan mentioned where in the worst CG background I've ever seen uh, (laughs) Bo's walking along this burned out landscape and apparently like the fire did no fire trucks came and this I'm assuming the town is gone as well because this everything's fucking burned to the ground and it's like just a a barren wasteland of ash Uh, and she's walking and for some reason Bo's walking around and I don't know how fucking far she walked to get there Cause she's, you know, they drove outside of town earlier. So like, where the fuck is she? Uh, anyway, as she's walking there, she like looks at some corn husks and is like, ah, I guess sad life that my family's dead and things are burned to the ground here. And my brother, I guess, is now a serial killer or something. I don't know. I have to deal with that later. But she turns around and the and like the gooey gus the slime monster face of Eden is there, and she's like. What she, does she say nothing really dies in the corn is that what she says uh
0: yeah nothing nothing really dies ever really dies in the corn so basically the the series implies that now eden is the new he who walks she who walks which you know but, it's uh integration so it's great
1: you now, know is, is eden actually he who walks or was she just tripping on those those corn husk <laughs> vape that was created I never even thought about that. Or was it? Or was it all the weed that he planted? The, you know, everyone just got fucking baked, and they're
0: like, "Whoa!" Uh, there we go. It's all that because that—that's what weed does. It makes you see hallucinations. Dude, that, imagine,
1: what, that... imagine if he who walks behind was actually just the weed. Like, you know, <laughs> it time. was like it was it was like the ruins plant, but like the kid was planting some really shitty, you know, some <laughs> dank weed, and it like came alive, and it was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> Or they they go and find Eden and all of the kids there smoking weed and they're like yeah kill the adults man
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> don't let them take our corn they're like that's that's not corn bro that's that kid's private stash that I guess he was growing somewhere yeah um, yeah yeah uh, I but yeah
0: know, I, no Bo gets uh, basically eaten killed by whatever by this Eden he she who walks and movie ends there
1: oh god yeah I forgot okay yeah yeah, like plants come out of Eden's face right and like, oh
0: yeah 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 and go into her face Bo gets uh, impaled and yeah she she fucking dies. So yeah. Like, but
1: again, yeah, maybe she's tripping. Maybe that's not real. Like if they ever had <laughs> if they ever had hopes of this having a sequel, this would be like the Friday thirteenth ending where the next movie would show Bo again, being like, Oh man, that was that was a scary dream I had about demonic <laughs> weird red face girl who looks like face like chewed gum or something. Uh, I don't know. That was yeah, that was dumb. That was a that was a good I think that could've like see, I think what should have happened is this. The movie should have ended, and I know this is this is how one of the other movies ended. And this isn't my sequel pitch. This is just how it should have ended, because this is a dumb stinger. Um, but it should have ended with, you know, um, the, you know, they're, they're making a news report about, you know, the fire burning down, you know, kids, family dead, kids are going off to foster care or something like that. And um, you see, I don't know, you know, you, you know what's-her-name goes to college, or whatever, uh, her brother's a dick. I hope he just fucking dies somewhere. He's an idiot. But, you know, maybe one of the younger girls or something, it shows her... Uh, dropped off at like the, you know another kid taking care of facility you know we started we uh, started at like a juvenile detention kind of lost orphan kid thing so it should end there end at a different one but so the kids are there and they're like hey you know we these kids are dropped off there and these kids are kind of scarred by what happened but as they they get dropped off this little house and they're there and you know they're they're coming in and the people are like oh you know welcome to the you know our, our whatever fucking like Family home we have whatever we call it or orphanage you know come on in oh meet our, you know meet meet your brother he's been here for a while everybody meet Isaac and then boom that's Isaac these kids come from Ryler, from R- Rylstone, and they come to Gatlin after this event so they're bringing he walks behind with them they're mm-hmm. bringing that thing and that's where they meet Isaac again the, the cult leader from the first movie and because that's how I thought this was supposed to be a prequel originally so that would be you know that's how they connected have this movie leading to that have this like you know be like, again it would be dumb. I, I guess this would be my Alien Covenant for people who hate Alien Covenant, how David created the Alien. I, this would be mm-hmm. my movie for that. Like, I hate that Eden created this thing. But you know, it would be a way to tie it over, you know. If this is a prequel and this is showing the fall of the town, maybe it's not Gatlin. That's fine. At least bring this into Gatlin or something. Have some connection to the original story. Even if it's gonna be anach- anachronistic because in this movie they have cell phones. You know? Mm-hmm. That's okay. Like, you know, bring that over. That's fine. Like or, you know, or have the corn crop be shipped there. Have them be like, hey, you know, we weren't able to save the corn burned down. We were able to save some crop. Here are some seeds that from your family farm, that, you know, to kind of symbolize your family because you lost them in the fire. Because you know, they don't. The the adult, you know, the people from that side of the world don't understand that the kids did this shit. So here are some seeds. They plant those seeds, and that brings back he walks behind. You know, there we go. There's some weed infested hybrid strain, some corn corn weed. That's what it is.
0: All the That's, weed, all the stuff, all yeah. the time.
1: That stuff should have ended. Uh, in, in my opinion, I don't know. I think that that, that would have been a better stinger. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I cool. have Yeah. All right. Well, so, Any uh, Dan, final thoughts? Oh, sorry, go ahead. I mean, I was going to say, before final thoughts, I, 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 you know, we, need to, we need to do our classic segment of pitching. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I kind of just pitched I pitched my ending. That was not the movie, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's how the movie ends. Uh, but, Dan, I, and I, I guess this is my question for you. Um, and, and I'll expand this beyond that as well. So, like, you know, obviously, I want to you know, hear if you have any idea for a sequel, but also, like, do you think Children of the Corn should continue as a franchise because so i I was reading through um some uh i don't know how to say this some reviews of this movie uh and one of them said and here, here are two of them and this is uh so one of them said that um where did it go uh fuck i can't even find it so somebody basically said that they they this is one of their favorite horror movie franchises and they're like, it doesn't even feel like a Children of the Corn movie, um, and, you know, this, this is a, you know, this is one of my favorite horror franchises ever, and it's ruined by this movie. Um, another person basically said that this is only for the diehard Stephen King film fans, you know, it's only those who love Children of the Corn and Stephen King will, will love this movie. Uh, I don't understand that. I don't understand. Yeah. I don't, I, I, don't I, I. you know, if you love it, you love it, but I can't not see loving Children of the Corn as a franchise, <laughs> like, being, you, being your franchise of choice. But do you think that this franchise needs to continue? to think that this like, do you think that the first, do you think that the franchise is a viable franchise? And also, do you think that this movie, like, they, they need to keep making these movies, I guess. Like I'm, I'm surprised they made this movie to begin with, but do you think that's something that like, you know, have you ever wanted a children a corn movie? Like, I, I'm, trying, you know how I'm trying to say this, uh, but we'll do that for now.
0: Yeah, no, I a hundred percent agree. I don't think this really is a franchise. But again, I, I, I can't, I don't know what you call it. Like corn children, cornhead, something like that, a fan of the series. Um, <laughs> i i I don't know but like this is a series that started in 1984 based off a very very short story um which is fine like that there's a lot of franchises that have come from lesser things but you know fucking slender man came from like something awful and that sort of thing but it is um yeah i i really this is a franchise with so many movies that so many people don't even realize that this franchise is this big and I, I, I can't imagine anyone being, like, a stan for the Children of the Corn movies. Like, oh, yeah, this is my favorite series of all time, better than Nightmare on Elm Street. Like, Leprechaun or, I don't know what other series are out there. Leprechaun, I could see people enjoying the Leprechaun movies. I could be like, yeah, it's my favorite series just because it's really fun and that sort of thing. I'm like, okay, yeah, I I can get that. Children of the Corn, though, I, I've always felt like the reputation has been middling at best. Mm-hmm. So, no, I, I, I don't think this is really something that needs to continue, personally. Mm-hmm. Like, what, what's
1: it like what if i were to ask you like what you know like, there's uh people yeah you know, about friday 30 people think jason people think machete people think uh hockey basket what what like what comes to mind for you if children of children
0: in the corn? like what defines the scythe and creepy little kids okay fair enough yeah a- a corn, that's maybe? personally what i would think so in terms of iconic imagery and that's it and, like, mm. yeah, they're, the theme, you can only really do so much with the theme, like, dying rural towns, that's going to continue. And, yeah, there's there's a lot of fear on that front there. But, <clears throat> yeah, I just, I, I feel this series didn't really start out with a lot of steam and really hasn't ended with a lot of steam either. So, mm. but we'll see if any more of them come on through.
1: Yeah. Well, I feel like what makes this hard, film hard, I think part of what makes, is because every movie, I think, I feel like he who walks behind is a different thing. So it's not it's not like with Leprechaun where you can follow the leprechaun. It's not like with Insidious where you can follow, you know, kinda of follow the plot line of what's going on, or even like in um, uh, Sinister where, you know, Baghoul is kind of the thing. Like, I feel like because he who walks behind is such a a not a nothing, he's not you know I don't think in any of the movies he's consistent as to what he actually is. In this movie he's fucking nothing. It makes it really hard to create a franchise because like otherwise, like you said, the franchise is just creepy kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and I almost wonder if that's maybe what steers a lot of other movies away from being this. Because, like, I could see this movie being made not as a Children of the Corn film, but I think because Children of the Corn and Village of the Damned are like these iconic killer kid in small town movies who just kill adults and stuff, like, it'll be very hard to make one of those movies without people accusing you of ripping off Children of the Corn, you know? So maybe that's maybe it kind of shoots itself in the foot. I just think it's
0: because the creepy little kid kind of has run its course. The creepy little kids in other horror movies are always, they're not the main antagonist. They're always like uh, the poltergeist kid. They're here. Like, it, it's something to enhance, but it's never the main threats. And when you make the creepy little kids the main threat, that's just going to kind of lose it a lot of luster. Hmm. Unless that's, you go full comedy like Chucky or Leprechaun, where, yeah, they're tiny, they're little, but those movies are more comedy than actual full-on horror.
1: Hmm. That, that's a good point. Yeah, and I, I guess it too, Like I feel like kind of like with Chucky I feel like there's that idea of like usually the people in these movies like I think the one thing that this did, did well is that because it is kind of like a tween at like an and you know uh, a leaving childhood age character who could maybe be overpowered by these kids you know it makes it a little scarier than like the, the two adults so We get know obviously Malachi in uh, the first one was this fucking big dude who not, not like built but like he's a tall kid <laughs> so I mean like it wasn't like kicking the child Uh something that made fighting him make a little bit more sense um, mm-hmm. so yeah I, I don't know it, it's I I, I try to I hesitate to figure out what would be make this franchise like successful other than other than the, the, the great sequels we're going to pitch in a moment. Uh, but I mean, I feel like part of the reason why I really like the uh, the remake is I think partially because I think it ties really well to the original movie or to the original short story because it is a more direct adaptation of that. But it's like very honest in what it's doing, and I think a lot of these sequels are expe- instead of just trying to you know remake it better, uh, which you know obviously. It, it can only be done a certain number of times, they just try to take, like, a nothing, the nothing grain or the nothing kernel, as we work, because we are going to do corn here, uh, that really is the heart of these movies and expand it into something that, you know, isn't substantive at all. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. Uh, so Dan, if we oh, were to make of a sequel, which, one
0: thing real quick, yes. um, I'm, I'm looking over this movie on Wikipedia right now, and I can't believe I didn't do this. Uh, the director Kurt Wimmer, I'm assuming he was going to be like some nobody director who really hasn't done much. Uh, he's done four movies in his life in terms of directing credits: uh, mm-hmm. One Tough Bastard in 1995, which I've never heard of; uh, okay. Equilibrium. Remember oh, that Oh my one? God,
1: I fucking love Equilibrium.
0: And Ultraviolet. I, I never saw that. It
1: was terrible. Like it... <laughs> he also wrote it. He, oh, I'm going to now. He wrote it. <laughs> Wait, he wrote Salt? He wrote the Total Recall remake?
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, he's he's done a lot of writing credits. Like, he wrote uh, the uh, adaptation of Michael Crichton of Sphere, Thomas Crown Affair. He wrote Law-Abiding Citizens, Salt, Total Recall, and Point Break remakes. And apparently he was also a writer on the fourth Expendables movie. Uh, so yeah, he's got some pretty big name credits in here, or at least big budget films. So
1: Yo, how I, did I, I guy... guess that's
0: why the cinematography was pretty decent in this movie. Yeah, how, how do you write in direct equilibrium?
1: and not great like an amazing movie dude equilibrium is fucking great god, i need to watch that again how do you do that how do you it's 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 ty diggs it's christian bale It's gun got it's gunfu like, like, to, like to the best degree of gunfu how did do... holy shit wow what a fall from grace like and he even exactly produced this movie like see this is this this is like that like oh god now i'm like interested in this movie uh because now i want to know what happened because like this this guy could be should be able to write some kind of hokey dumb shit uh though okay then maybe this is like um twilight where i gave twilight a lot of credit for its writing because i thought it was like writing in a certain i thought stephanie meyer was writing in a certain way to kind of create this kind of like confused idealistic kid who's like you know really romantically involved and as a result it's kind of naive but yeah. then i read another one of her books like not just how she writes Maybe take that. Maybe equilibrium. I was like, "This is an emotionally repressed society, and that is why they speak this way." And then, no, no, it turns out that's just how he writes. (laughs) So (laughs) it just was a a really good fit for that (laughs) one
0: movie and nothing else.
1: Yeah, there's a chance. Actually, I liked I liked their crew. I like their crew was good. Uh, And honestly, Total Recall wasn't that bad. I mean, but then again, I I I feel like I I I would see Colin Farrell in anything, and I'd be like, "Fuck yeah, Colin Farrell." Uh, (laughs) So, yeah, wow. That's that blows my mind that he did both of those movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know if I appreciate or hate that, um, but okay, cool. Uh, wow, that's fucking insane.
0: Um, <laughs> all right, good stuff. Well, any final um, thoughts?
1: Uh, Dan, I need you to pitch me your sequel, bro. Uh,
0: okay, so here's here's my sequel uh, not, not for like the children of the corn. Don't make another one. No, no. sequel. Like I really. <laughs> Like, I I do feel a lot of the themes in this movie are going to be a little bit timeless in terms of, like, rural communities dying and the fear of that. But at the same time, too, if you kind of cater towards that fear, there's only going to be a very small subset of people who are going to really, like, feel that, um, especially as time goes on. So I don't think that's the way to go, personally. Yeah, I'm really personally struggling with it. The GMO thing is kind of lazy, in my opinion, kind of writing. Because, again, GMOs aren't inherently bad. They just... Most of the time, end up being that way. Um, <clears throat> I, I, I'm really struggling with finding some sort of sequel to this, mm. but yeah,
1: yeah, not uh, in simple. Actually, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. I, I think do do what this movie. I thought what this movie was do do the fall of Gatlin. That's I think that's that's the one thing you can do. Do show the fall of Gatlin. Show Isaac and them like turning and show them killing the adults. You know, yeah. and then like you know maybe somebody gets away at the end, maybe not um but you know have, have that be it i think that's like unless you want to remake it again which again i think that they could do a remake because the first one was a sci-fi original but, you know one last remake with following the story with you know some improvements to writing the characters maybe not make them complete assholes but like i yeah i, I agree it's like in a, in a sequel to this movie i feel like the only thing that i think could be kind of fun is if you go balls to the wall like leprechaun sequels where it's just dumb and insane and there's just a bunch of corn puns and she's like, you know, maybe at some point I don't know they uh, like microwave, like you know they they are fighting somebody and they like heat somebody up over a fire and they, their head pops and they're like oh that's that's some popping corn like, I don't fucking know like you know <laughs> do some do some hokey shit like that you know or like I don't know like that's what that, that that's what I could see being like like I don't know a fun kind of thing with the series like you know. It's, it's a it's a the first one is a scary concept but you know lean into the fact that it's like also a dumb concept like i want to see some like scream scenes where you know like uh the kid comes running out an adult and the guy punches the kid in the face and like knocks him down <laughs> like you know play with this concept a bit like make it like actually make a parody like you know there have been parodies make a fallout honest parody well yeah the kids can kill some people but at some point have the kid have the adults be like you know it's just a bunch of kids and like not to say the kids can't fuck, fuck people up obviously <coughs> they obviously can't uh but, you know, have it be, like, a zombie movie where the kids aren't zombies, or are just fucking kids. Like, I would love that. <laughs> like, maybe that sounds kind of mean. But I, w- I would love a movie like that. You know, like, have it be something where these kids are, uh, you know, revolting for some reason. Or, you know, again, maybe maybe he walks behind his thing. Or maybe they are fucking getting high and high off corn fungus. And just have them, like, get their asses handed to them. Like, that would mm-hmm. be a fun movie. You know, like, I think that that could be a fun like a fun way to do it. And, like... Revive the franchise by, you know, again, I think a lot of these movies do take it seriously. I can't think of one which is, like, really kind of funny and hokey. And maybe that's the way to go with the series. Maybe that's, like, you know, do do what they do with, um, uh, uh fuck, what's, what's, what's the series that's done that other than Children of the Corn? <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> other than, uh, uh, Leprechaun. But, you know, make it fun. Make it, mm-hmm. make it dumb. You know, fuck it. Cross it over with, um, make it cross over with, uh, Cheer or Die. You know, there's a a, a ranch wars uh, kind of uh, cheer competition and they go out there and they go to cheer and there's all these kind of hobunk kids and I don't know, uh, rednecks who are like, you know, cheering is not a sport. That's doesn't any physical activity. Look at me spitting into my spit can that people spit into. And uh, I don't know. There's a fight breaks out and they have to fight off children. <laughs> that's that's what I want. I want uh, bring it on corner die. <laughs> that's 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 my new thing.
0: Done. There we go. And man, on man. that note, all right. So thank you so much for listening. Once again, this has been Primitive Screwheads Talk Horror. Uh, thank you so much to our opening theme song. That is Horror Movie Story by Teddy's Atlas. You can get that off the album Children of the Corn. Hey, uh, they are good, good ho, Canadian boys. Ho, I know. <laughs> ho ho wow i just made that realization too i was just like oh we said this so much Uh,
1: wow so you're saying is that their album teddy's atlas great band their album could be the soundtrack to bring it on children of the corn
0: 100
1: percent yes it's a a collab event it's
0: a collab event oh man i'm so sorry teddy's atlas we say that every single episode and i'm just now realizing oh man it's like one of those where you just keep thinking over and over again but uh yeah good stuff good stuff Uh, But yeah, that's that. Uh, Thank you so much to listening, everybody. Uh, Once again, this has been Reboot Win. We'll be back next week with another reboot movie. So thank you so much and stay groovy. Bye.